0: Good morning to you. I have been blessed this last four weeks uh, to be able to uh, be with you guys. Uh, I appreciate the leadership team, your elders. Uh, I appreciate them asking me to come and and share with you guys. I'm very humbled uh, to be asked to come and to be able to to be before you uh, each week. It's just been, um, I'm just humbled be able to to do it. I have it's been such a blessing to work with your leadership team with your elders. Uh, Those guys are so fired up and excited about what the Lord is doing at Grace Meadows and what the Lord is going to continue to do at Grace Meadows And, and I just appreciate those guys and and their heart and those guys are so united in their vision for what the Lord is going to do here, for their vision for the future. They are seeking God, and they are serving you. And uh, to uh, the elders, I, I just I I thank you. Uh, as we go forward from here, uh, as a church, you're in good hands with them. Mostly, you're in God's hands, and that's great. Uh, But it's good to be in these guys' hands. Um, They know what they're doing. They know where they're going. And but they need your prayers. Uh, They need your prayers going forward. And so many of you have stepped up. So many of you have stepped up and worked, and served, and put in a lot of time. You know, in the last. Four weeks uh, during this transition time. And thank you for, for stepping up. Uh, 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 Todd Bernard stepping up to lead worship. What a tremendous job. And all of you who have, again, stepped up and, and, and you're, you're serving. In the coming weeks, you're going to see some different people up here uh, preaching. And it's going to be good. Next week, Juan is going to be here, one of your missionaries um From Texas uh, he's going to be up here next week sharing an interesting guy and you uh, you love him, I mean tremendous guy uh, so and then Easter, I will be back with you on Easter so i'm looking uh, I'm looking forward to that but the you know the the leadership team they're they're working they are looking for a shepherd for you they're looking for. shepherd and so pray for them you know as they do that as they search and and pray and um they they want what god wants for you and god's got somebody really good for you he's got somebody really good to pastor you and to shepherd you uh into the future he's got somebody really really good and i don't know who that is but i'm excited about it uh because that's just the way god does things right isn't that right I mean, he just gives us good things. And anyway, really good things have happened, and really good things are going to continue to happen. And I have been blessed to be, you know, a part of this the last four weeks. So thank you. Uh, We've been going through Psalm 23. Uh, I was telling Luke earlier that I did not plan on preaching from Psalm 23 at all was preparing something else um, before I came uh, four weeks ago. But, the, the, well, we've ended up here and have stayed here. And today we, we finish up Psalm, the 23rd Psalm, in, in verse 6. Remember, as, as uh, we're reading Psalm 23, David is an, an older man. And he is looking back on his life, right? He's looking back on his life and he is seeing the things that God has done, and he's looking back, and he's he's got this perspective because he's looking back, and he looks back at his life, and he sees that the Lord has been his shepherd, that 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 the Lord has met every need, that the Lord has been with him through every valley, you know, that the Lord has upheld him and and blessed him. So he's looking back, and he's seeing these things, and so as we come to uh, verse six, this is what he looks back and sees. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Number one, if we're keeping notes. We are being followed. We are being followed. Now, the I mean, we really are being followed. The Lord is following us. His goodness and his mercy is following us. Now, this does not mean that you are not paranoid and that you have, that don't have issues. I mean, this, but, yes, somebody is following you. Some of you lean over and say, I told you somebody's been following me. Well, it's the Lord who's been following us. He's been following us with his goodness and with his mercy. What a, what a wonderful thing. Um, the goodness here is the the goodness of God, the excellence of God. You know, when we say God is, God is good, you know, God's just good all the time. You know, when we say that, this is the goodness that's following us. And when we say God has been so good to me through the years, you know, it's that goodness of God that is following us and his mercy is following us. This is uh, in the original, the Hesed of God, the loving kindness of God, the steadfast love of God, the unconditional love of God, you know, that is following us. And so we are being followed. So keep looking behind you because somebody is following you. Well, we're being followed everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, we are being followed follow. David describes this. I want you to turn to Psalm one thirty nine because because he describes this beautifully here in Psalm one thirty nine and uh, verse one about him about God following us everywhere we go, everywhere we go. He says, Psalm one thirty nine one, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You you know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. He says, you're, you're following me. I'm being followed. You search out my path and my lying down. David's like, I'm being followed. He's following me, right? You're acquainted with all of my ways. All of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. You know the complete thought before I even start talking, you know the sentence already. Then in verse 5, you hem me in. That is, he puts a, ba- a boundary. It's a, it's a border, a boundary, a hedge. You hem me in behind. God's got our six, right? God's behind us. He's got us. He's got our back. God's got our back. He's following us. And you hem me in before, and you lay your hand upon me. God is following us, and he follows us all the time. Everywhere we go, God is following us. And then he says, David said, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. I mean, that, he's, that he knows me, He searched me, he knows me. He's, he's, he goes with me everywhere. He knows everything about me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. You know what David's saying? This is the first time it was ever said. David is saying, this blows my mind. That's the origin of that, maybe, right here. It blows. David says, it blows my mind. I can't conceive of this. I can't believe this. I I can't grasp this. I can't get this. It is so wonderful, Lord, that you are following me, that you are taking care of me. That you're watching over me every step I go, every step of the way. I just can't. I just can't grasp it. I can't, I can't get it. We are being followed everywhere we go. And then, um, well, if, you know, if, if we read on, I'll, I'll read on for you. Uh, Where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence, he says. Every, he says, everywhere I go, you follow me. Everywhere I go, you follow me. He says, if I end up dwelling in the midst of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. You are following me. And then he says, surely the darkness. He said, if I feel like surely, if I say surely the darkness shall cover me. He says in verse 11, if I say surely the darkness shall cover me and the light be dark, about me be night he says even if i'm going through the darkness even the darkness is not dark to you even the darkness is not dark to you god he's following us he follows us even into the darkness everywhere we go God is following us four weeks ago uh, earlier than that we, you know was a bit, we were in this process of you know, of me coming and sharing. And um, we decided that that I should come for, you know, four weeks. And I really thought at the time that I couldn't do it, that I was not physically able to do it, mentally able to do it. I mean, I thought that I, I wouldn't be able to make it the four weeks. In fact, when the airplane reservations were made, they were made the first two weeks, but not the other two weeks because we really... I mean, I honestly did not think that I would make it, you know, that physically I would be able to do this. And one of the the elders, one on their leadership team, prayed this crazy prayer. And he said, Lord, make Ira stronger after four weeks than he was before. Help him to just get stronger. And I was like, that's sweet. That is a sweet, you know, that is so nice, you know, for him to to pray that. And then the other elders started praying that also. And so they've been praying this, and I am we are four weeks later, and I am stronger now. (laughs) Goodness and mercy. Has followed me. Do you, do you see this? Even on allegiant flights, <laughs> goodness and mercy has followed me. And I I'm the one who always said, you know, in the King James Version, the Lord said, Lo, I'm with you always. And if you get an airplane, you're on your own, dude. <laughs> but I'm seeing that even on an airplane, His goodness and mercy follows me. Do you see this? His goodness and mercy follows me. Everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. Uh, Even when we stray, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. All the days, even the days that we stray away. We have this idea somehow that when we get away from the shepherd, when we, you know, get away from the Lord... That he gets so mad at us and so disgusted with us that he doesn't want us back. But that's not the way the shepherd works. That's not the way a shepherd works. And this is David's experience. You know, as he's looking at this, surely the, you know, your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You look at King David's life and his life is like ours, filled with mistakes, you know, bad decisions. And. But David knows that even when he's made a bad decision, even when David is suffering the consequences of his own actions, even when David is going through the most difficult times, he knows that the goodness and the mercy of the Lord is following him. He knows that. Folks, the the shepherd pursues the sheep. When we get away from the Lord, the shepherd doesn't say, Well, you dumb old sheep, go on out there. Get on out of the pasture if that's what you want. I hope a lion gets you. The shepherd doesn't do that. Shepherds don't do that. Shepherd goes and seeks. And in Luke chapter 15, Jesus tells the story. And he says, what man among you, if you had a hundred sheep, if one of them wanders off, does not leave the ninety-nine, and go look for the one until he finds it? That's how the shepherd treats us. He, He... is following us even when we stray he follows us the the goodness and mercy of the lord following us is not a reward for good behavior aren't you glad (laughs) i am very glad and i know a lot of you and you should be glad (laughs) It is not a reward for good behavior. It's just because he loves us. He is God, and he loves us. He's our shepherd, and we are his sheep, and he loves us. John 10, Jesus said of himself, he said, I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I've come that they might have life and that they might have a more abundant life. He didn't come so that we could to throw us aside. He's comes to fill us with life, his life, good life, resurrection life. That Debbie was singing about before. I mean, just amazing. It's just amazing. Even when we stri- we are being followed. You're still paranoid, but you're being we are being followed. Goodness and mercy. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all, all the days of my life. Number two. We are being changed by goodness and mercy. We are being changed by goodness and mercy. When we know that the goodness and mercy of God is following us wherever we go, it helps us a little better. Because we know that wherever we go, we're not alone. That the goodness and the mercy of God, His loving kindness is following us, is with us. The Lord is with us. He's for us. He's following us wherever we go. When we know that, we act better. When some of our younger grandchildren are over at the house, we like to take a walk and we go down to the water down the street. And there's a boardwalk there. And we usually let them let them walk first. You know, let them walk ahead of us and we stay behind. And, and so we just follow them down, down through there. Now, we pay close attention to them as they're walking out in front. I mean, there's not much traffic on the road, but yet they are my grandchildren. And those little rascals, if you take your eye off them for one second, they're going to get into something. Um, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's just the way they are. And that's the way we are. But we're able to help them and direct them and be there for them and protect them. And the dog comes running out in the yard, and you know where they go? They go right straight back to us, and we protect them, and we help them, and you know we take them uh, down there to the water where, where they want to go. We're being changed by this goodness and, and mercy uh, of, of the Lord. Well, this goodness and mercy that that changes us, that goes with us everywhere we go, it flavors our treatment of others. It just flavors our treatment of others. If we are used to always receiving goodness and mercy from God, when we deal with other people, what are we to give them? I mean, if we're used to always receiving from the Lord, from the shepherd, goodness and mercy, and then we run into other people, in our contact with other people, in our relationships with other people, what do we give them? We, we give them goodness and mercy. Not because they deserve it, not because they've earned it, you know, not because they're being good to us today. We give them goodness and mercy because God gave it to us. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And we are changed by this goodness and mercy. It flavors, it flavors our treatment of others, how we treat others. This goodness and mercy also gives us courage for tomorrow. It gives us courage for tomorrow. When we look back and when David looks back, when King David looks back, he sees that all through all of those hardships, through the darkness, through the difficulties, he sees God was with me. His goodness and mercy followed me all of that time. So David says, When I look into the future, I I have courage, I'm not afraid. Because I know that the same goodness and mercy that has been following me will continue to follow me. He's not going to stop doing that now. He's our shepherd. He's not going to stop following us and stop giving us that goodness and mercy now. Right? Does it make sense? When I was going through one of the hardest times of my entire life, I thought, I really thought that I would never recover. I thought that the wound was so deep that that I would just never get over it, that I would never recover, that I would never, you know, be back to any kind of normal, thank you. Uh, I, I thought that I would never, I thought that I would never be happy again. I thought that I would never be content, I'd never be at peace again. I mean, that's, that's just how, I'm telling you how I felt when I, when I was going through one of the hardest times in my life. And it was, some of you are there. Some of you are in a dark place right now. I was in a dark place. Now, God was with me, and I knew that. I knew the shepherd was walking with me through the valley, through the darkness. I knew that. There was no doubt about that. He carried me. I couldn't have made it without him, okay? I, I knew that he was there. But at the time, I was just not seeing all of his goodness and mercy that was following me. I thought I would just never, I thought I'd never recover. Move ahead a couple years. I was sitting in worship one Sunday morning. And it occurred to me, and this had happened before, earlier, but I, it just, it occurred to me that I am happier now. And more at peace than I've ever been in my life. Ever been in my whole life. The goodness and mercy followed me. It followed me. I'm telling you that if you are in that dark place and you think, I, I just don't know where this is going to go. I don't know if I'll ever survive this. I, this wound is too deep. I'll never recover from this. I'm telling you, you can have courage for tomorrow because the goodness and the mercy will be with you right through it. The goodness and mercy is not going to be cut off. We don't have to be able to see it for it to be there. We don't have to be able to see it for it to be working in our lives. The goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives, even if they're the darkest days that we could ever imagine. We are being changed by this this goodness and mercy. Changed by it. Surely, goodness and mercy, he says, shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Number three. We're almost home. We're almost home. goes on. He says, okay, I I, I want you to get this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We are almost home. David was, I believe, near the end of his life as he was writing Psalm 23. And he knew that his walk on earth was Short, that it wouldn't be long. But what he what he knew was is that going into the future, no matter what happened, no matter what happened, if his, you know, if there was disaster or if his if his heart stopped beating, David knew that it didn't matter if his body died. It didn't doesn't matter. I, all the days of my life, this goodness and mercy has followed me, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This uh, this phrase, shall dwell, carries with it the idea of returning. Returning to dwell. Okay? You see that? Returning to dwell. It's like returning home. So David says, I'm going to return to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm I'm going to, to do that. Do you remember getting home after a long time away? How good it feels. Do you, do you remember that? Maybe you've been on a trip. You know, maybe it's a trip. And maybe it's been a great trip. And maybe your accommodations, wherever you were, you know, that crystal clear blue water or, or whatever, you know. And, and, you, and it was just beautiful. And, and, and the place you stayed was great. But when you get home, oh, and you walk through that door... And you're able to finally lie down in your own bed. I mean, do, do you remember what that feels like? Do you know what that feels like? Maybe, you know, you've been in the hospital. You've been in the hospital and you didn't, I mean, you know, and finally you get to come home. Finally you return home. Do you remember how good that feels? Do you remember how wonderful that is? to return home after being in the hospital, even after being at a, a long day, a long, hard day. Do you remember how good that feels to walk into your own house, to get home, to return home after that long day to be back home? It feels so good to be back home. So good. That's what dying's like. For the Christian. That's what it's like for us. We're returning home. Returning home. I I like to travel some, you know. I I like to travel. The last four weeks I've been traveling a lot, you know. Uh, But I, you know, I, I like it, but boy, when I get home, when I get home, it feels so good doesn't it? Doesn't it? We don't have to worry about death. We don't have to worry about what's going to happen to us, those of us who know the Lord, Jesus as our Savior. He says, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We can't even grasp that forever. We can't even get it. I can't get it, right? But that's what death is like for the Christian. It doesn't. I mean, it's. It just gets good. And we get that returning home where we belong, where we can really rest, where we can really be comfortable. That's what dying is like for the Christian. And David is seeing this, and he's knowing that this is not long for him. It's not long for him. I was returning home. The plan uh, was that I was going to be at the airport at 12 and return home. Uh, Last week, I was supposed to be at the airport at 12 and return home to Florida, and last week, my flight got canceled, and I ended up flying out of Knoxville on Monday, and this morning, my phone goes ding, an alert from Allegiant, I'm sorry, your flight has been canceled, and so I don't have to be at the, I don't have to be at the, Airport at twelve. I've got plenty of time. I hope you <laughs> feel that way. Um, but I, I, I just, I just wanted to get home. I, I, I'm, you know, I love being here and I love sharing. And I, I, but I just, and my accommodations are great. But I just, it is would be so good to get home. It's so happens that this weekend two of my. Teenage grandchildren came up to be with us this weekend and to eat at PALS and to do some of those <laughs> things. And so they're driving back this afternoon. They have to be at work in the morning. And so they're driving back this afternoon. So they found out a few minutes ago that Papa is riding home with them today. <laughs> they're sitting right back there. Yes. And I, I, I just I tell you that to say this. By the time they they told me we plan on leaving, Papa, we plan on leaving at three, and I'm like, well, I'm with you, you know. So, by the time they spend ten hours or more in the car with their Papa, getting home tonight for them is gonna be really, really good. They're going to be so glad to get home after spending the day in the car with me, you know. We are almost home. Take a breath. We are almost home. You're going through darkness. Take a breath. You're almost home. You're almost through it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. So it just seems so hopeless, I, just the situation, whether it's a health thing or a vocational thing or a relationship thing, it just seems so hopeless. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about it. I don't know. I'm telling you, you're almost home. You're going to make it to the other side of the valley. And the shepherd who walked through the valley with you, carrying you because you couldn't walk, that shepherd is going to come out on the other side with you and that you'll see that that goodness and mercy was in that valley the whole time with you. You're going to make it through this. We are in the hands of the shepherd. How could we ever How could we ever show the Lord how grateful we for being with us. For making sure that we can be satisfied, content in him, at peace in him. What's that worth? What's it worth to you to be satisfied with what you have? To be satisfied with what the Lord has given you. What is that worth? What is it worth? i tell you. He gives us all that here, and then we've got the greatest time yet ahead of us. I like this, walking with the shepherd. I like following the shepherd. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Take a deep breath. Look to the shepherd. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for bringing us through. Lord, thank you for your deliverance from sin. I thank you that you loved us so much that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for us so that our sins could be removed, our sins could be forgiven, our sins could be paid for. Thank you, Lord, for paying for our sins. I thank you that we can approach your table, that we can come into your presence, even today, and worship you. I thank you that you wait at the table for us, and I thank you that you receive us to yourself even today in fellowship and someday into heaven. Lord, we give you praise today. Lord, for those who are here who are struggling, who are in that darkness, in the battle, in the heat of it, Lord, I would ask that you would help them to know, help them to feel it, Lord, help them to realize it, the fact of your love and your hope, and your deliverance that you give up.